This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Virginia only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 532 3500. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello, everyone. It's Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, and it's quarterfinal time in Indian Wells. And our man at the venue is our senior ATP Tour tennis handicapper, Sean Calvert. Sean, good morning. morning to you. I know it's a very early start for you, and I appreciate you coming on very early. How are you, mate? It is early. All right, a bit tired, obviously, but um, yeah, good. Yeah, just. Um... You, don't, you probably can't see out the window there, but it's raining again here. So um, it was a bit late. The old weather forecast got it about 24 hours uh, wrong, well, about 12 hours wrong. But um, yeah, I'm good. I'm about to catch a flight in about three and a half hours. So um, yeah, there's no more no more visits to Indian Wells Tennis Garden for me this year. Unfortunately, it's been uh, it's been good. How did you enjoy it? How's it been for you? What did, what, did, what have you found about the place? I know I know they've got merch. Americans got great have merch. merch. Great merch. Great great merch. Yeah. How's it been? A... How's, how's the trip? I don't think I'll be going on a Saturday again. That's no. for sure. There was sixty-one thousand people there on Saturday. It's a, a record for um, for Indian Wells. I said it was busy. It, you just couldn't you couldn't do anything. You know, you had to queue up for a half an hour, forty-five minutes to, to, for for anything and everything on that particular day. So I perhaps won't do that again. Um, it was just far too busy. But um, yeah, it's 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 good to be here. You can obviously tell the the conditions. The the thing about Indian Wells actually is that all all the courts. They play the same, which is which is quite unusual for for a big tournament. A lot of the big tournaments, particularly things like the Australian Open, uh, US Open, to a certain extent, the courts played the show courts played very differently to the outside courts. But here, it's, it seems to be exactly the same. So that's that's quite interesting. Um, picked up a few tidbits. A few people are saying that the balls are fluffing up here very very quickly. Um, they're not flying through the, through the air as as quickly as uh, they have done in previous years, and. Um, Perhaps that's why people are saying it's a little bit slow, but statistically, it's 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 pretty much the same as as normal for Indian Wells. Just an interesting point there. You say sixty one thousand people in attendance. I mean, I wouldn't know how many. You you'll probably know better than me. How many people would go to Wimbledon on day one or day two? I'm not sure. It's probably it's probably more than that. I'm not sure. But in terms Wimbledon, of Wimbledon's a bigger site. I mean, that's this, what I was going to say. Quite, yeah. This is quite a big site, but Wimbledon, I always find, is very very tight. I think it lets far too many people in for the for the amount of space that they've got at Wimbledon, um, and that was kind of the case here on uh, on Saturday. I'm not sure how many people get in Wimbledon to be honest. But it, in terms of arena size, it, I, I only see your videos. I've never been through Indian Wells, but it, it's it's quite a big arena, doesn't it? it you know, this, the the land looks quite big. Yeah, the stadium courts are, are bigger than certainly bigger than the outside courts. A lot of the outside courts at Wimbledon are quite small, aren't they? You can only fit about hundred and. 150, 200 people in those little stands, but this, the, these, these are all stadium courts, pretty much. They're all they're all fairly big because obviously Stadium One and Stadium Two are the biggest, but the others are pretty sizable. Well, next year, Saturday, you might you might, go, you, I might go to anywhere next year. You might you go, go to on Miami. Saturday. And... You, can go, you can go, but I'll, I'll go to book it from uh, Monday to Friday. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother with using your experience, uh, but I will. I will get the merch like yourself. Um, and what, what merch have you brought? You bought, what do you bought? What do you bought from? Uh, I just bought a t-shirt like I normally do. Uh, yeah. Indian Wells t-shirt, thirty-nine dollars. 
Uh, anything for the kids? Anything for Lagan? Anything for the missus? He's not interested in tennis. Every time I put the tennis on, he's like, "Oh, it's boring." He's not interested. Not he interested. Merch. He might be. He might. He might get involved. He won't. He's, he's only interested in football, and he won't even watch that for more than thirty seconds. Okay, let's have a look. We can. We can, We got time to change. We we can have Lagan on the. Uh, it's only eight. On the, only yeah, eight. yeah. Give Give it a few years. Give him a tennis racket. We might have Lagan on the on the tour very soon. Let's have a look at the outright markets. They haven't really, really sort of changed as the tournament's gone on. The, you know, the Daniel Medvedev is the, is the favourite to win the tournament. As he's been from the start, he's now plus $2, which is a little bit bigger than what we saw uh, before his game against Verev. Uh, Carlos Alcaraz is now plus 210. So that thing we were saying that Alcaraz should be the favourite is now sort of coming to fruition. Yannick Sinner, mm. Dean to fire, plus 550. You know, and you said he might be injured, but there was no signs of injury. In his well, room. I said Adrian Manorino said he might be injured. I didn't. Well, see Adrian Manorino was he? No, Adrian <laughs> Manorino. Adrian Man- him. <laughs> Never trust anything Adrian Manorino says. That's the no, that's, that's the rule of the thing. That is the rule. Uh, Sailor Fritz is plus six hundred. Cam Norrie into seven fifty. Francis TFO eleven hundred. Felix Auger Alessine plus fourteen hundred. And Alessandro Davidovich Fakina plus twenty eight hundred. I think you will probably we'll probably. Going to echo the thoughts we said about the outright market as well. We expect Alcaraz to be favourite, but um, Sinner mm. plus five fifty, half the price that we were at the start. Yep. Tough games to come up against uh, Taylor Fritz, but all oh, looking good last night. I thought I oh, played really, really well. No signs of injury. Not yeah. going to make. I anything. mean, hashtag Manorino. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see anything. It was just Manorino he said he thought he was injured. Thought he had a knee injury, so he must have got that from somewhere. Unless he's just trying to push the price out and have a bet himself. <laughs> Well, allegedly, but uh, we won't go into it. doesn't seem likely. It doesn't seem likely, does it? Um, yeah, no, obviously every chance against against Taylor Fritz. I thought we were desperately unlucky with Fuxovic yesterday against against Fritz. I mean, it was a a hugely competitive match, that Fuxovic against Fritz match. Up until 4-5 in the first set, there was absolutely nothing in it. You could argue that, that Fuxovic was the better player at that point, and then he just completely collapsed mentally, as he, as he often does. Fuxovic just handing his serve away with just weak errors. He he just gave that match to Taylor Fritz. Um he should have he should have been at least well, at least more competitive. He should definitely have pushed it past the overs line. He just as I say, he gave his serve away with, with just weak, tame errors, just mental lapses as as he often does. But I think Sin has got an excellent chance of beating Fritz. Um obviously Alcaraz could be a problem, but you know we've we've seen we've seen Sinner play Alcaraz extremely close. Not you know the US Open last year was a was a prime example. Sinner pro- should probably have beaten him there, you know, in, in slightly quicker conditions. But yeah, I'm still I'm still pleased. I think Sinner, assuming that he is fully fit, you know, he's got I think he's got a, an excellent chance. I think he's got a great chance. Uh Daniel Medvedev obviously come through a very, very tough battle against Alexander Zverev. Um Zverev was mm. my takeout from Dubai, and I thought he was very, very unlucky to lose against Medvedev. He he had mm. opportunities in the second set to win it in straight sets, but he never never took them. But um what do you think what do you think of Zverev on the comeback trail? Well, I think yesterday was all about Medvedev, really, wasn't it? I don't know whether you saw that fall that he had. In, in in that match against Zverev, um, we'll come on to that in a minute. Yeah, I think Zverev's getting there. I, I think he'll be relatively pleased with how how he's progressing since that horrible injury at last year's French Open. I think he's it was always going to take time for him to get back to the top. He's, he's for me, he's he's going to be a threat now. Um, he'll be a, a threat at the French Open. Um, not convinced about him at Wimbledon on the grass, but and later on in the year for the US Open he's, I think he's coming along okay he's still got a little little way to go but I think he'll be pleased with his progress 
Yeah, I think there's a rebase on Zverev. I really do. I think he's uh, someone to actually follow in the spring to look ahead to the clay court season, which is fast approaching. Can believe where's the year gone? He always goes well in Madrid. I think it's. I think Madrid is 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 one of the tournaments yeah. that he goes really well. It's certainly going to be a threat to win that. And it's it's incredible how the year is moving along. Uh, let's have a look at some matches, quarterfinal matches. We have two matches today, and obviously you're travelling tomorrow, so we've got two matches for tomorrow, which we will mention. I know you haven't done much research on it at all, but you've been. Get, we would like to know your opinions on it. And we've got four matches, okay. and the first match we're going to talk about is uh, a game between Cam Norrie against Francis Tiafo. Um Cam Norrie was some of it that I mentioned to you at the very beginning at plus 3,300 and thinking to myself, you know, it, it, could, could he be... I thought it was the value. I know you were very close to, to tipping him. I actually mm-hmm. bet him at 3,300. And I've been really, really impressed with him this week. I've been really impressed with him so far this season. I still feel that he's got a lot to do against the better players. But Francis TFO, he's minus 167 to beat Francis TFO. The TFO mm-hmm. is plus 138. The handicap is two and a half. The totals are 22 and a half. Um, I... I'm a little bit concerned about this as a as a Norrie better. I know he's won twice before. They've bet twice before he's won them both. Mm. Really convincing as well. Two sets he's won six love in those matches. Yeah. But I feel that with the crowd support TFO has here and with Norrie coming in as a minus 167 favourite, I'm worried about that. I'd rather take Norrie as an underdog like he was against Rublev rather than bet him at minus 167 against a crowd favourite like TFO. Yeah, I mean, I suppose you don't need to do if you're on the 33 to 1. You don't need to back him again today. No, but I'm just bit if people are on it, uh, you know, I'm yeah. looking at the price. I'm looking at it from the objective now at the price minus 167, mm. Norrie. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can sort of see why. I mean, if you look at the stats, obviously, as you said, he's bageled um, TFO a couple of times uh, in, their, in their two meetings. Um, if you look at the head to head in detail, um, Norrie's service points won and return points won total. There was 112 against TFO's 88. TFO's only held serve 59% of the time against Norrie. Now, I know these matches were a little while ago. They weren't recent. So you could certainly argue that TFO's improved since then. But if we look at the 12-month main level outdoor hard court um, service points won and return points won totals of each guy, Norrie's slightly ahead, 105 to 104. But his service hold and break total for the last 12 months is is on hard courts again, um, outdoor hard courts at main level. Norrie's on 112 to TFO's 106, which obviously is a fairly substantial advantage. Now, if we just take Indian Wells alone, just the Indian Wells tournament in their careers, Norrie's service points, one return points, one total is 108 against TFO's 102. And I think that last set of stats is, is the important one here because I, I, I just think it's too slow for TFO here. You know, conditions do favour Cam Norrie, as he showed yesterday against the attacking player in Rublev. He was just able to diffuse him pretty easily. You know, uh, Norrie did say, you know, these courts, and he's right, these courts do favour the more patient player, and that certainly isn't Tierfo. And it isn't Rublev. It certainly wasn't yesterday. Rublev just completely lost his mind, didn't he, after a few games. Um, And Tierfo said himself, "It's, it's too slow for him here. He said... I think it was yesterday, he mentioned that if it's sunny and it's a little bit quicker, he's, he's got a bit of a chance. But I just think in, in weather like what we've got at the moment, which is kind of drizzly and, and not particularly warm, I just think it I think it all points to Norrie. I think that's where that price has come from. Yeah, Norrie's minus 167. Like I said, Francis TFO plus 138. I expect Bet Rivers to see a lot of money for their man, 
Francis TFO, who is very popular with betters as well as fans in Indian Wells. Cam Norrie might have it a little bit to do to beat the crowd as well as the opponent here. But minus 167, you want to take uh, Norrie. And conditions will suit him. But uh, it's going to be quite interesting, that game as well for me. That's the early game. So make sure you uh, you you get to the website early if you want to have a bet on that game. It starts at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Head to the Bet Rivers website there. There is 42 different markets on that match for you to bet on. Uh, the next game, 6 p.m. Eastern time this evening. Daniel Medvedev up against Alessandro Davidovich for Kina. Uh, Medvedev is minus 435. Davidovich for Kina plus 335. The handicap is four and a half. Um, pretty much pick them. Totals are 21 and a half. They've met twice before. Medvedev has won them on both occasions, but they've been close games, both two sets to one. And he did win the most recent match in 2023 at a tournament you in Rotterdam, Sean. Medvedev, yeah. long game last night. Lots of tennis, played hard, fell over, as you said. Davidovich mm-hmm. Fakina, underneath the radar, so conditions. What do you think here? I think I'm taking a chance on Davidovich Fakina today at this price. Um, I think, you know, he won the first set in their two previous meetings, as you said. Uh, I just think this is all about the fact that Medvedev has such a big advantage on serve normally in this matchup. You know, he's won 18% more points than Davidovich Vakina on his first serve, which is obviously a, a, a huge, huge advantage for Medvedev. But he won't have that advantage in these particular conditions. If you look at what they've done so far, this Indian Wells, um, Medvedev's won 74% of his first serve points. Davidovich Vakina's won 71.4% of his first serve points. So very little in it. Uh, in that regard. In fact, if we if we look at the Indian Wells service points one, return points one tells, I know they've only played three matches, but it's a fairly good indication. Medvedev is on 106.4 and Davidovich is on 108.9. You know, Davidovich has won 44% of his return points um, so far this Indian Wells. Now, going back to the head-to-head, um, Davidovich has won 5% more points on second serve in this, in this matchup than than Medvedev has. So it's all, it's, all, it's been, all, it's all been about Medvedev has been able to win it because of his extra power on serve and that he won't have that much of an advantage here in these, in these slow conditions and he's injured. Um, you know, we're going to see how injured he is. I think the quote that he said yesterday, he said after that injury that he fell over yesterday against Zverev, he said, when I was walking, I was limping and when I was running, I was fine. I'm not faking it. It's tougher for me to walk. Now, when the adrenaline goes down, it's going to be pretty painful. And I'm probably going to do a scan and see what it is and if I can continue to play. So I think the takeout from that is he was probably okay to carry on against Vera because he was, you know, the adrenaline was there. He was in the middle of the match. He'd played for, you know, an hour and a half or whatever it was already. So he was able to finish that match on the adrenaline. Now the adrenaline's gone down today. We'll see if he's so keen. Um on, on running because this is going to be a long match. It's going to be a lot of awfully long points in this in this Medvedev Davidovich Vakina match today. Uh, we'll see how fit he is. We'll see how keen he is. He played three three hours twenty minutes yesterday. Mm. Medvedev Davidovich played an hour and twenty four minutes. I think he should have played longer. By the way, Garin should have should have won that second set. He was four two thirty fifteen up. Garin should have won that second set, but lost the last four games in a row, which was which was annoying for those of us that were on over two and a half sets. Um. I just think there's a lot of negatives about Medvedev here. You know, even if he's fit, he doesn't have that advantage on serve that that he would normally have in somewhere like Rotterdam. 
The other match, by the way, was in Madrid at altitude on the clay. So that that that's fairly quick conditions. I know it's clay, but it's 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 quick clay. Here it's it's slow. You know, Medvedev's the one who's, who keeps saying, "Oh, it's it's like playing on clay." You know, it's not quite that bad, but you know, I just think these this is a chance for, for Davidovic. He's been he's been playing arguably the best tennis tennis of his career over the last sort of month or so. One question I would ask you: you, you you've given the stats about you've given the quotes that Medvedev has said. Mm. How much should we really take on board about when a player says he's injured? I mean, we saw it with Djokovic in Australian Open. You know, I think it was the second round or third round when he really struggled and his price went up to plus 250 or something to win the tournament, plus 350 to win the tournament. Mm-hmm. And then he got better and better and better. And, and we we have said in the past on this podcast, you know, just, just you know, not okay. to listen too much to what the players have said. We know Djokovic is someone who's, who's always been quite vocal in the fact that uh, I'm injured, I'm injured, but I'll see how I get on. Medvedev is coming into that kind of sort of, Djokovic s kind of thing as well that he's sort of quite moany about conditions, quite moany about how fit he is. But yet, mm. it, there's no real, real been much market move on him. You know, Daniel Medvedev is still plus two dollars to win this tournament. Uh, if there was really some concern about his injury, he's the favourite to win the tournament. If there's some concern about the injury, like you said there, and reading what it what he said there, maybe he should be plus three fifty. The market probably doesn't trust what he says mm. from betters. Do we really take much note into that? I know, or, or do we sort of take it a little bit pinch of salt? Is it like the boy cried wolf? I think it depends who it is. Well, that's mean, my point. It, it, what, what do you think of Medvedev? What do you what, what do you think of him? I think he's reasonably honest about about how he's how his injuries. I don't think he's going to the fact that he said in the quote, "I'm not faking it." I think that's quite that that's quite a potential. There's a lot yeah. of people who said, "I never killed." I never killed. The, the, I never. I think killed it's a bit of shade. I think it's some sort of shade thrown at Djokovic there uh, with him saying, "I'm not faking it." Mm. I really do think that's what that's all about. Um, how much do we take in? Take it um, at face value. Um, you're guessing, aren't you? It's it's, it's 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 your opinion whether you think he's faking it or whether we, whether he isn't. It's not faking it. It just depends how. It, it quite clearly was painful. If you saw the the fall, it was obviously quite a yeah. painful fall, and he did he did injure himself to some degree. Um, yeah, I don't know is the answer to that. Well, I think the we're just the, the thing is, what I think what you got to look at it, how much do you factor into the price? If if, mm-hmm. if a totally fit Medvedev turns up tomorrow, uh, or this evening against Davidovich Vikina, mm-hmm. is he a minus five dollar shot instead of a minus four dollar shot? And if if he's completely unfit, is he a minus one fifty shot? And I think. That's where you, if it's a sixty percent, you think these true thing. That's where the odds combine. It's forty percent chance. You know how you. So, really, I suppose whichever way we look at it, at plus three thirty five, we've got to take a shot on David Average for Keen, haven't we? Yeah, I think so. Not just not just for the injury, but the fact that the conditions here are very favourable for David Average It's not easy to get past him. It's not easy to hit winners past him. It's very very difficult to hit winners past him. He's extremely athletic. He's very very quick. Um, he's he's actually serving better now for me than he has been in the past. He was hitting 100, 128 mile an hour, 130 mile an hour serves against Garin yesterday uh, on court four. Um, I just think this is a tough ask for Medvedev after all the tennis that he's played in recent weeks um, over the last month or so and a three-hour match yesterday and an injured ankle and against an opponent who's been better 
than him from the back of the court in the in their two meetings. I know he's won them, but he's had that advantage on serve, which he won't have today. So I just think it's I just think it's a chance to potentially back um, a decent priced underdog today with this one. One thing I am, I'm absolutely convinced that somewhere in this room or somewhere wherever you are, there's a bug because I've just checked the Bet Rivers website and David Average okay. for is now plus three ten from plus 335 in the last two minutes. It's go. gone down to plus 310. The money has come for the Spaniards. So if you want to make a move on that, it's a 6 p.m. Eastern time start. Make sure you make the move very, very quickly. I've got to check. There must be some kind of bugging device here, Sean. Wherever you are, you're, you're bringing it with me. There might be here. This hotel's a bit questionable. Uh, some, there might some, be, um... something, something's not right. Something's <laughs> not right here. And we've got two quarterfinal matches tomorrow. I know you haven't uh, had a... A lot of time you only just woken up and i appreciate you joining us here but uh i just want to give you a couple of opinions on that taylor fritz up against yannick sinner our man uh yannick sinner now is minus 134 taylor fritz is plus 110 this morning when i woke up this morning i looked at the odds in the uk yannick sinner was even money underdog for this game i could not believe what i was seeing i thought how on earth on these court so conditions can sinner be the underdog he was underdog he's now uh, a very heavy favorite the money has absolutely come for the, the italian and it's still coming for the italian they've won what they played once before in round 16 here in 2021 which was completely different conditions what we find today and fritz won very easy six four six three but mm. i think as matchups go in the quarterfinals i quite like this for our pick sinner i quite I, I do i quite like this yeah i think it was it was actually this match they played last time here was in October, wasn't it? It was when it was yeah, played in October. Totally so it was actually so was, if anything, it was probably slightly slower than it is now, uh back then. But I, I don't think slow courts is a is a major problem for Fritz. It, it, it does help him in some way with his because his defence isn't the best, but it just gives him slightly more time to defend Fritz. He beat Fuxovich yesterday on just being solid, just not making any mistakes and allowing Fuxovich to make those mistakes. I'm not sure Sinner's gonna do that. We know Fritz has got a good record here at Indian Wells. He's won 17 out of his 22 matches here, but his service points won and return points won total here. Isn't that isn't that great? It's not as good as it's it's good. It's 103, but you wouldn't have you would have thought with a guy that's won 17 out of his 22 matches here, it would be better than that. Sinner, for example, um, even before the Vavrinka match, these stats aren't don't include the Vavrinka match last night. But Sinner's whole um, service points won and return points won total here at Indian Wells in his career was 108. Um, so and he's he's won uh, six out of his seven matches here. So I think conditions certainly do favour Sinner. Um, I'm obviously happy that he's not not got this Manorino rumoured injury to his knee. Um, but I, you can sort of see why the bookies have priced it originally evens because Fritz has got slightly better uh service points one return points one total on outdoor hard over the last 12 months 107 to sinners 105 so just on the pure stats you would potentially favor fritz when you when you're making this book up uh and he's obviously the defending champion but i just think sinners a, a better player than fritz um i can't see fritz winning grand slams to be honest i could maybe get to get into semis and, and potentially a final but i don't see him as a as a top top elite player sinner potentially could be in years to come. I, I, I would have been happy to take Sinner at that price if he was evens. I didn't obviously see that. I was probably asleep when that happened, but um, every chance I would have thought against Fritz. Every chance. I thought that yeah. well, this is the obvious match that was going to happen when the draw came out, and I was happy to take Fritz on, to be honest with you. 
Mm, minus one thirty four now with Bet Rivers plus one ten for it. This match obviously starts uh, tomorrow, so you have a whole twenty four hours to break it down. But I think Sinner will win. I wouldn't bet him at minus one thirty four, but at the early plus one hundred, I would have definitely got involved. The totals might look interesting. Twenty two and a half. Fritz has obviously got some points to defend as a defending champion here, and Sinner uh, wants to break through. That could be a tight game. Uh, maybe look for over one, two and a half sets or something like that. I think it could be a long game, but I think Yannick Sinner. We'll get through. The final match is Carlos Alcaraz up against Felix Auger Aliasim. Alcaraz opened as a minus 295 favorite, now minus 315 with Bet Rivers. Felix Auger Aliasim come through a very, very long match against Tommy Paul in a real tight match where he overcome the American. Uh, he's got to overcome a player that he's played three times before. And surprisingly, the Canadian leads 3 0 in the head to heads. Uh, two times they played last year. A 2-0 win for Auxerre seemed very easy win in Basel. And a Davis Cup win as well. And in the US Open in 2021, where Alcaraz had to come out injured, I think he was. But 3-0 um, head-to-head. Head. He was injured in a lot of those matches. One was a retirement, wasn't it, the US Open? Um, he was injured in Basel as well, Alcaraz. I'm not sure about the Davis Cup one. Um, yeah, the Felix, fortunate, you know, to get through. Uh, last night in the end. Tommy Paul should have won that really. He had every chance to win that Tommy Paul. I'd have been pretty pretty annoyed if I had a back Paul and he and it, he ended up losing that in the final set tie break, eight six or whatever it was in the final set tie, but he should have won that match, Tommy Paul. Um I just don't think Felix is playing well enough uh, to beat Alcaraz and the, the conditions obviously massively favour the Spaniard here as opposed to conditions that, that they didn't favour him before. I think they played, as I say, both both of the times that Felix has won the completed matches were on, were on indoor hard, weren't they? And I'm not sure Alcaraz was fit in either of those. Um, so I wouldn't read too much into that head-to-head. I, I, I can't see him. I, I, no, I can't see Felix winning it. Unless unless Alcaraz maybe has a recurrence of that injury that he's had. Um, I don't. I haven't looked at the odds. I haven't had a chance to look at the prices, but I, I, I don't see Felix winning this match. Very heavy favourite, minus 315, open up at 295. Money's come through him now, the Spaniard, minus 315. I'm pleased if Felix wins, but I don't see it. He's out to, he's out to plus 250. Uh, and if you look at the handicap, it's three and a half the spread with the totals at 21 and a half. So there's two matches today, Cam Norrie, Francis TFO, 2 p.m. Eastern time. And one of our big picks today, Daniel Medvedev against Alessandro Davidovic Fikina, where Sean has gone for Davidovic Fikina at plus 335. But as we're recording this podcast, the line for the Spaniard is plus 310. Would you still bet it at plus 310, Sean? I think it's potentially worth it, yeah. Um, not ideal as far as the price is concerned. I would like it obviously bigger than the price that I saw earlier on when I woke up this morning, but yeah, I think it's still I think it's still possible. We might get a retirement out of this, you know. One set done and, and Medvedev might hang up the old uh, the old technifiber racket and call it a day. I wouldn't be surprised. Also, if there is a doubt for Daniel Medvedev, I think um, I think um Alcaraz at plus two ten got to be a bet to win this tournament as well. If 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 we're believing, you know if we if, if we're talking about players, we got one person in the Manorino camp saying things we we know we can't trust Manorino, but we have to trust Daniel Medvedev here. But I think if Medvedev is, is unfit, I think Carlos Alcaraz at plus 210 is is absolutely fantastic value because you're taking 33% of the market out of the book. 25% of that goes to Carlos Alcaraz and you'll suddenly become even money shot straight away. So I think hmm. Alcaraz here at plus 210 has got to be a, a decent bet. Uh, there yeah, we've are... been saying it for a few days, haven't we? Yeah, of course we have. I haven't pulled the trigger yet, but I might do it in a minute. 
Uh, we have two matches on the women's draw as well. A very interesting match at nine o'clock uh, Eastern time. Uh, Corey Goff up against Arelina Zabalenka. Very, very interesting game there. Uh, Goff should be suited by the conditions, but it's Zabalenka who is the favourite at minus 186. Come through an epic match last night against Barbara Kujikova. Uh, the spread is two and a half. The overs are 21 and a half. I think Coco Goff has got a great chance here at plus 150. If you followed... The podcast with James Blake. James Blake has said golf is all about playing on slow conditions, and slow conditions is what you'll find here. I don't think Sabalink will be suited by it, and especially after an epic match. Uh, we also have another game in the women's draw, which is at uh, 2 a.m. Uh, what time is that? That's 2 a.m. English time, which is 9. What time is that? I don't know what I've got. I need you need me to work me out, but it's uh, the game. English is seven hours ahead of where we are here. So we are looking at uh, so two o'clock English time is ten o'clock. No, no. Right. Anyway, we've got Zachary against Kvitova, uh, which is also uh, today. Uh, Zachary is four three on the head to heads, and she's a heavy favourite to beat Kvitova. And you would think that Sakari, with her uh, with her play court record, will be suited by that game match as well. So. Goff Sabalenka, Zachary Kavitova, and then obviously tomorrow we have the number one seed, Eva, Iga Schwantek, a very, very heavy favourite against Serena Krista. And Mukova, our 7,000 pick up against Ribikina uh, in the quarterfinals with a place in the semifinals at stake for Roy Giovanni there. So cheer that on tomorrow. This will be the last uh, betting weekly game bet match podcast for Indian Wells. Sean will be travelling back and I will be speaking to him on Sunday, I believe. Sean, have a very, very safe journey back. Thank uh, you. Really, really appreciate all the work you've done here and uh, everything you've done to, to join him and uh, all your efforts and all your picks and uh, and getting up nice and early to speak to me. I know you've got a yeah. wife and kids. Wife and kids will speak to at home. The last person you want to speak to as soon as you open your eyes is me. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, there are three ways to follow us here on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. You can download Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on your preferred podcast provider just search that and you also subscribe to our youtube channel the at the bet rivers network which is all the fantastic content there's some champion league games tonight as well you've got action on them as well which have brought from rj and all the brilliant handicappers we have there and also you can follow us on twitter at because we win uh get all the pics from everybody there there's video clips as well as all our segments and all the links all the fantastic stuff we are doing here on the Bet Rivers Network. Sean, again, thanks very much. Everybody else, thank you very much for Pleasure. Indian Wells. We've got some real good games coming up. We've got Sanic Sinner running for us on the men's draw at plus 1,000. And we have Muchova uh, running for us on the women's draw at plus 7,000. So two people in the quarterfinals. Bit of luck going our way. Hopefully we land some monster winners over the weekend. Take care, everyone. March Madness is coming up. Check it all out on the Bet Rivers website and uh, stay safe. All the best. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.